This is the Let's Go Win Podcast with your host, J.M. Ryerson. What is happening, you guys? Welcome back to the Let's Go Win Podcast. I have an amazing guest on for today, and we are talking about something that we all need help with, and that is hiring good people. I have the CEO, the founder of Wedge HR, Matt Baxter, brother, I, I, I'm, this is such an important topic in today's society. I'm literally losing my words because everyone needs more and good qualified human beings and you're helping with that solution. I will just open it from there and say, help. (laughs) I love it. Thanks for having me. You said an amazing guest. I don't know if we qualify into that, but, uh, excited to be here. Um, a little bit about Wedge. We're a video interview platform as well as a talent attraction platform. What our job is to do is if you have candidates to help screen them more effectively and efficiently, if you don't have candidates, our job is to help you attract them. Uh, so many people, I'm sure anybody listening has heard the lovely terms of the war on talent. We're competing for talent, all this, this, and this. And it's interesting, uh, the more and more sort of sophisticated TA leaders, that I, talent acquisition leaders that I talk to all the time, They say it's actually never been a better time to find the right talent. You just got to know how you're doing it, right? It's less about we're competing, we're posting jobs, people are applying. I think the biggest with the war on talent, the challenge for finding talent are the people who are stuck in sort of the old ways and aren't necessarily making any changes uh, to how they're attracting talent to their organization as well, too. So I'll I'll start us there and we can uh, we can dive in wherever we need to. But I'm fired up. Thanks again for having me. Yeah, it's it's actually a pretty fascinating idea because the war on talent, but yet if there's not as many people in the workforce, there there's clearly people out there. It's just a matter of finding them. But before we get into that, brother, video interviewing platform, you did this pre-pandemic, did you not? Uh, when they say dumb luck and you tripped into timing of things, yeah, we were... Uh... Uh, background, landscaping and lawn care, uh, hired a bunch of people through that. Didn't care if somebody knew how to mow lawn or weed whack. Was like, seems like everybody I talked to who was in the business world, they were hiring. Resumes suck. Bringing in people is really hard. Finding great talent is difficult. And this was five and a half, six years ago. And so started this whole thing. And we sort of muddled along, muddled along, got a little bit of traction. And it was typically the sales hesitation was videos the way of the future. That's just not for us right now. Because you're dealing with HR who typically is very compliance focused or the norm is more important than change. And so then all of a sudden COVID hit and people who were saying no video wanted video. So we, it, it was odd to grow when so many people were struggling or, or having some issues. But yeah, it's been, been a wild ride. Uh, we, we've been in it for, I guess, 2015, technically first started. So yeah, it's been, it's been a ride and lived it through the pandemic and we're still growing today. I'm going to just, you know, you called it dumb luck. I'm just going to say you're clairvoyant or perhaps you are literally, you, you just, you're, you're an innovative guy, whether you decide to or not. But uh, so talk to me about the war on talent, brother, because obviously I think any company listening, any uh, leaders and executives listening, how do you find the right talent for you? Because I hear it from both sides. The, the people hiring are like, man, it's hard to find good talent. And the really talented people are like, man, it's hard to find a good company or a good fit. Why is this so damn hard? It's like, why can't we figure this out? So I guess I'll open it up to there and say, 
help because we all need it, man. We we desperately need it uh, from a company standpoint and from an individual standpoint. No, I love it. And it's such it's such a fair question. It's like you see all these open jobs and you hear about people looking for jobs, yet there's this constant disconnect of why is this not overlapping? So I got to give credit to a guy named Bob Mesta, who's the co-author of this theory called the jobs to be done theory, how we don't buy goods and services. We hire them to do a job for us. And he, he has a famous quote that is all tailored around people hire companies just as much as companies hire people. So what does that actually mean? So I currently have a startup of 14 people. Do I have the best benefits package? Absolutely not. Do I have uh, the highest pay? Absolutely not. But I do not struggle to attract talent because we fill a certain unique role for a certain type of person. If you want to be a part of something new, a part of something exciting, a part of something where you can have material impact every single day on what we do, we are a great job or we are a company you as a candidate should hire. Are we necessarily going to be steady? Probably not. Are you going to have very strict guidelines on what you want to do today and tomorrow? Probably not. Are you going to get a text from a CEO at 745 at night saying you need something? Probably, right? But those are just two very different needs and desires. And so I think the first, and it's easy to come from a startup's perspective and you can be flexible, but the first thing that I think companies should start to think about is why are people working for you? Not And and don't follow it up with, well, we have great benefits and we have great pay. Everybody does. Everybody's saying the same exact thing. Stop trying to compete on pay all the time. I'm not saying it doesn't work at time or place. I'm not saying there's not levers to pull, but actually think about, why does somebody want to hire your company? Why does somebody truly want to stay with you, stick with you, join with you? Uh, is this a stage to the next thing? Um, I had uh, the, chief, uh, the, the, the first uh, chief human resource officer uh, for LinkedIn on my podcast, and he made the comment that LinkedIn uh, made one of their focuses. They know LinkedIn is not going to be the place everybody stays. But they knew it was going to be the place that if you came, you joined, you got trained, you were going to be an asset for the next company you join. And that's one of the reasons they kept so many people is because it was such a remarkable culture of fast-paced learning and growth. And so whatever your niche is, or maybe you need to find what that niche is, but you have to provide an opportunity for somebody to say, I want to hire that job. That job is fulfilling me in some capacity of my life. And then once you start to understand that, interviewing and talent attraction or Jim D'Amico, who's, uh, he was the head of ATAP, he calls it talent seduction, becomes very easy. Because if you know that, I, why would I advertise pay as a startup when I know I'm going to lose to everybody all day long? I'm going to advertise, this is exciting, this is fun. You're never going to get learning curve like this for better or for worse. That's what you're signing up for. If I know that, that's how I can go attract a certain type of person that I want, not the steady person looking for the day in, day out job. So th- there's a lot to obviously unpack there, but I think sort of the sound bites would be, Remember, people are hiring you just as much as you're hiring them. And also, once you know the thesis or the gist or the bit around what the value you bring to people's lives, double down on that like nobody's tomorrow until you need to change your culture, you need to change your needs or whatever it may be. Yeah. And what I heard in that, too, is be authentic with who you are. Yeah. So it's instead of saying, you know, again, startup and trying to act like, you know, fake it till you make it, just be truthful with it, right? Then that's what I heard in that is the culture. The other thing that's really remarkable, and and I know that, uh, I think it was Gallup did the study on 71% of current employees are disengaged in the workforce. When they ranked it, pay was number five. 
of the top five. So of the top five issues, pay was the least or most important, however you have half. The least important okay. of their five. So recognition was number one. Okay. Uh, upward mobility was number two or three. And I'm sorry, I don't know it, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. 100%. But it was like recognition, uh, belief in management, no glass ceiling above their head, and shoot oh importance of what they do on a daily basis so it is it's pretty antiquated right to to just talk about benefits and pay it's like that was kind of generations that was my parents generation that's not the way we operate today and you can't be a dinosaur right in this you have to adapt as uh, again i'm talking to the expert so i'm just curious get your thoughts on it well i mean so uh the, the 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 greatest thing you said there is recognition Recognition is free. So that's something that I think companies don't. Sure, you can you can make it more glamorous and sure you can get awards and you can do all that different stuff. But picking up the phone and calling an employee and say you're doing a damn good job. So okay, everybody hates, everybody hates when they're when they get called out in a negative manner in front of every every person. Everybody loves when they get called out in front of a group of people to be recognized for something positive they did for the organization. And so whatever capacity or whatever it may be, that's a really cheap way to keep people around. That's a really cheap way to make people feel. And I'm not just talking about from a cost perspective, but it's not like you need to build out a massive program, pick up JM. Yo, dude, you crushed that last meeting. Way to go. Or, hey, man, I know we lost that one, but you're still kicking ass. You know, all good, man. Let's 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 go. So I just think that, like, you look at that study and remove all the other four. If you just fix that recognition one, the number one thing that people want, boom. I also think that's a remarkable tap into humanity of thinking about what they actually care about. Probably not what we think it is. And it's probably simpler than we all believe it to be true. Yeah, it is. It's a, it's remarkable. Cause again, it's it, to give a high five. Uh, I, again, I'm not an HR guy, but a hug may be inappropriate, but a <laughs> high five, a, a, you know, a good kudos of some sort. Like you said, that's free. It doesn't cost anything. I want to ask you about interviewing, uh, is there a specific way to interview to bring on and and as they're as you said hiring you as a company and you're hiring them do you have suggestions because I had my form and it was always about three interviews was what I did and each interview is very specific but as an expert in the field do you have a specific way that you go about it I'm, I'm just curious so I'm going, to, I'm going to answer that question. I'm going to add one other spin to it. The first question is, do you even need interviews? And our mm-hmm. interviews job, are, are, is it actually relevant to the job? So we work with some trucking companies with our software. And the dumb question is, why are you making a trucker come in for a formal interview when it has absolutely nothing to do with the job? Get rid of them entirely. Get rid of them. Like irrelevant. It doesn't matter how good they're or bad they are at interviewing. That is a likable component. That's a recruiter liking a trucker. It is not job specific. It's not job performance based. In fact, I, I find it most jobs really aren't that. Just lost you just for a minute. I think we uh, um, hit the uh, unmute button. We're back. Sorry about that. We're back, brother. All good. Um, so uh, I, I, I truthfully don't believe there's that many jobs that are interviewing is really as important as we've made it throughout history. My job, your job, right? So I am pitching all the time. I'm getting up on stage. I'm on a podcast. If I'm applying for a job for your company, interviewing is the single most important part of my role because how do I perform in a short snippet, quick response, like on the fly? 
I'm not saying remove interviewing entirely, but think about the structure and the weight that you put on the interview because it may or may not necessarily hold as much value as you think it is. Now, in the HR world, there's certainly the level of you have to have some form of compliance and standardization, but also understand some certain ways that you can go about doing that. So specifically with like video interviewing technology, one thing we strongly encourage companies to do is allow for retakes uh, for the jobs. Similar sort of logic. Having a candidate do one take wonders works for jobs like mine, where if I, I'm pitching all the time, first impressions really matter. But for an engineering role, for a um, something that's not customer success related, that allowing somebody to take a deep breath and go through the answers, and, and that's way more important. So I would certainly say um, that the first, first question I would ask in, in all this is to improve interview processes. Do you need the interview? Secondly, what are you trying to get out of the interview? Are you trying to ask the question, do I like this person? Are you trying to ask the, we are putting this person through a job specific scenario and we happen to be doing it in an interview format? Fantastic. That could work. That's not bad. But if you're, if you're just interviewing for the sake of interviewing, you're putting too much weight on something that might not actually be relevant to the job. And that's where I'd cause people to take a deep step back and challenge that a little bit. And also, I think, try like, in, there's certainly a level of caution in this, but just be loose like, and, and have a little bit more. I think interviews, it's okay to have a little fun with it, heaven forbid. I mean, so we see some companies asking questions like just simply tell us your favorite joke. And I know what does that have to do with the job, but maybe not. But at the same time, it allows the candidate to take a deep breath and be like, oh, okay, I can be a little bit more about myself, right? And so I think the, the broader question there is what's the point of the interview and then tailor it around that. No, I think it's brilliant, man. I mean, it, if we stop for a moment and just say, what am I trying to accomplish here? Do I want to know, are they competent? Do I want to know if they're an asshole? Do I want to know if they're a good culture fit? And that does make sense. Uh, again, not being an HR, I'd be an HR nightmare because I've been at 1099. Why do you think I started my own companies? I can't, I can't work for anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. What I, I, I guess I'll give you one more question and then I want to kind of open form for you anything you want but yeah I guess the overall question is if you could change one thing about the hiring and the finding each other process and you want everybody to hear this what is that what is the one thing you're like ah I wish everybody knew this whether they're job seeking or seeking uh, an employee what what's the biggest thing we're missing out on people are more than resumes that piece of paper is just a piece of paper. We, it's one of the most outdated things. We haven't updated resumes for 150 years. And yet we are like, you talk to every single person. And when I say this, I, I, I don't mean hyperbole. Every single person in HR, we want to hire great people. We care about empathy. We want to lead with empathy. We care about culture. We care about fit. But yet the very first thing you're looking at is a single, single sheet of paper that has nothing to do with the person that is probably not even accurate to begin with. And you've removed any true understanding of who that person is, not just what they are on paper. I'm not saying they don't have their place. And I'm not saying if you're hiring a brain surgeon at Duke, you probably want to see what are their past qualifications. I'm not saying that those things you can remove entirely. But at the end of the day, if we truly talk about making things about people, you got to, you got to look past the resume. Yeah, it is. Especially as colleges have changed as well. Do I really give a shit if they went to like, 
maybe or maybe not. I guess to your point, if they're going to be a doctor or an attorney, that's different. That's a profession. You need that schooling. But when it comes to how many people do we know that were in psychology that are doing tech now and people that, you know, it's so, yeah, brother, I'll just give you open forum. Anything you want to, I didn't ask you that you're like, man, I want to share this with the world. Anything about wedge HR and uh, definitely where they can find you brother. Cause I think what you're doing is so impactful and it can help a lot of people. Well, I mean, I, I, I appreciate that. And obviously this is, I mean, stuff like this is just awesome and it's fun to, shoot the breeze with a guy like you who knows how to ask amazing questions. I think, you know, where uh, you can find us at wedgehr.com. You can reach out to me. I'm on LinkedIn uh, at Matt Baxter, but you know, we, we love to come in there, there. I won't talk. I'll talk to everybody. I'm happy to help. If, if, if we can serve you in a business format, would love to. Um, if we can't, and I can help you in another direction via introductions, uh, you're amazing at making introductions yourself. So, I mean, if, if I can help that in any capacity, I'd love to. Um, but where we can really help companies is if you have, you know, you say things like I've got too many, I've got a huge stack of resumes. I can't look through them all. I've got too many phone screens or candidates aren't showing up. If those are kind of sound bites you're struggling with, please call us. Cause it's not just to sell our product, but that's where we can actually have a material impact. I think the other side too, is if you're in a world where you, you can't find any candidates, you don't know where to start you are you are spending a bunch of money on all these different job boards and you're not getting candidates. That's where we want to come and help you as well, too. So there's kind of two different arms that we can at least have a conversation. If we can help professionally, fantastic. If not, we'll try to point you in a way that is beneficial. But, you know, I think to we, we um, I think I mentioned this, but we came out with a book called The Hiring Knot. And the whole premise of it is like, let's kind of take a way step back and let's take a deep step back in this whole thing of what is a job and, and, and what is an employee? And I think that I think COVID in the most ugly way of tragedy, tragedy that had happened, but in kind of a humanity coming up with something beautiful, I think we've disrupted what it means to work and in some ways good, in some ways bad. But I think there's things like consultants and gig economy and making those things much more accessible, um, I, I think are starting to change and disrupt. And I think they're here to stay. I think they'll evolve. But I think just being understanding of what do you actually need, not just what do you think you need because that's what the job board told you, or as a candidate, uh, what do you actually want out of life, whether it comes from you want to make this certain baseline amount of money, um, that doesn't necessarily mean it's a full-time job. That doesn't necessarily mean I know the benefits are great, I know the, the pay is great, but I, I just think taking a deep step back and say from a company's perspective, what do you actually need to be filled? And then from a can's perspective, you're, it's a candidate's market. There's an amazing time to be out there looking for a job, but take a deep audit and say, this is what I really, really want from a job right now. Or this is what I really want to go do. Remove the title of a job, but this is what I actually want to go provide value in a day in day out basis. I think that's, I think, I think those questions people are starting to starting to ask. And I think it's awesome. And that's where we, you know, I, I'm a firm believer that uh, uh, every person has a story and those stories are worth telling. And I think that's true on company sides too. And, Let's try to bridge that gap. So, well, you guys, whether you're looking or whether you're trying to build your team, I have hired and fired several thousand through my career. And I will tell you, I wish I knew Matt about 18 years ago. <laughs> and not that you were doing it yet at that time, but man, this resource is so valuable. Brother, I appreciate you sharing the wisdom, the knowledge, and taking time out of your very, very busy day. Uh, it's it's a huge thing that you're doing, man, and, and we need more of it. Every restaurant place I go to, I'm like, man, we need people. So what you're doing is so vitally important. 
Love it. And thanks for giving me the opportunity to share a little bit about it. And uh, I'm fired up. Thank you. Uh, my pleasure. Obviously, guys, you see it everywhere you go right now. Places are saying, please be patient and know that we are short staffed. It is rampant, yet there is a solution. Matt, Wedge HR is absolutely one. Go check it out. I really appreciate him being here. Until next time, you guys remember your mindset matters. I appreciate y'all, and we will talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening. If this content is delivering value to you, please make sure to subscribe, rate, and review us. That helps us build this community, and that is what we are all about. Building this community as big as we can, helping as many people as we can, and deliver as much value as possible. Be sure to head over to letsgowinpodcast.com for information on my coaching courses, and make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Let's Go Win 365. Let's go win and transcend in life. This is the Let's Go Win Podcast with your host, J.M. Ryerson. 